GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Welcome, friends and fans, to another edition of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. And today, we are going back to Middleton, USA, with two amazing guests from Kim Possible. So without further ado, let's head down to Bueno Nacho and see who we find. Our first guest is an actor whose work includes Boy Meets World, Transformers, Robots in Disguise, and Batman Beyond. Today, he joins us as the voice of the pant-plummeting Ronald Stoppable, better known to his friends as Ron. Please welcome Will Friedel. Hello, how are you? Good, boss. How are you doing today? I am doing well. Thank you so much. Uh, so glad to have you here. Uh, obviously, uh, a home recording studio, I take it? Yes, this is my nice, my my quiet little oasis in my house. So yes, this is where I record. Is this uh, something you always had, or is this something that uh, was propelled to the past year and a half? <laughs> no, I've had this for, for years now. This has been part of the house for at least a decade. Yeah, if not more. Oh, nice. So it's been it's, it's baked into the cake of the household. That's good. It is. A, l a lot of voice actors were had a, oh, yeah, to clean out one of my closets. Now I don't, don't know what to do with this stuff. And yeah, yeah all the choices. So. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, had to had this here a while now. Uh, awesome. Well, Will, so glad to have you here. Uh, great fan of your complete body of work. And <laughs> of course, you know, Batman, Batman Beyond, big fan of that. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about that. But we're here to talk about Ron and we're talking about the bestie Kim. And speaking of, she is an actress and singer whose roles include Big Hero 6, the series, Even Stevens, and Final Fantasy 7, Advent Children. Today, she joins us as the voice of crime-fighting cheerleader, Kimberly Ann Possible, better known as Kim Possible. Please welcome Christy Carlson Romano. Hi, everybody. Yay. We're here. <laughs> We're here. Oh, I feel like I can touch you. I feel like I can touch you. Boop. What? <laughs> High five. High five. Uh, High five. Rest 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 oh, Christy, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Thank you for asking. I'm actually really excited to be here with you guys. And I said, I haven't seen Will in a minute, so this is amazing. And um, I love GalaxyCon. You know, we did some GalaxyCons in person prior to all this craziness. So it's fun to kind of see things kind of moving in a direction of normalcy. So. <clears throat> Well, a absolutely. Uh, we certainly do uh, uh, miss the opportunities to host uh, guests like yourselves on our physical stages, but we are getting there. Our Raleigh show is on schedule, and uh, I think as the world turns and gets a little bit back to normal, we are so looking forward to hosting you on our physical stages and getting you back in front of your fans. Yeah. In the meantime, we have the GalaxyCon virtual stage. I'm so glad to have you both here today. I love this show so much. It, it, I, I really do, even though I was technically a little older, and it was a, but... I was really taken, I was taken by the heart of the show. It, 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 the, the creators really took their time with these characters and really fielded them out. It would have been so simple to, and again, this is a testament to Disney, really easy to just be like, okay, well, it's superpower at the end, the bump and the bumbling, goofy sidekick with, with uh, the pet thingy and just go from there. But this show has a lot of heart and um, I definitely comes in the writing and definitely your performances. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're, you're that's very it. We're, well. we're going to answer yes, no. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> and thank you. And that's it. No, I, 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 one of my favorite stories about this was how they came up. Christy, have you heard this, yeah. this story about how yeah. they actually yeah. came up? Elevator, they elevator. were riding in an elevator, and yeah. and um, I don't know if Mark turned to Bob or Bob turned to Mark, but one said, uh, just out of nowhere, said, Kim Possible, she can do anything. 
And the other one turned back and said, and her best friend, Ron Stoppable. And I think, I think he said he can't do anything. Um, and that's just how it came on an elevator ride. And that was it. And then when you, you got these two men kind of at the helm of the show, um, we knew it was going to be something pretty special because they can, they can definitely write. And then the, the other writers they brought in uh, were, were pretty incredible. And that just kind of set the stage. How many actually, Will, how many writers did we have in the writer room? For I have no idea. You know, with okay. animation, a lot of times it's it's freelanced out. So the, oh, okay. you know, it might have been just Mark and Bob in the room. And then they, they went to a whole bunch yeah. of other people. Yeah, I remember um, over time, like in those second, third, fourth seasons, uh, towards the end of those seasons, we had new faces popping up in the booth sure. where they introduced themselves sure. or, right? Well, like, like I know for a fact, like Nicole Dubuque was was one of the people who, who she's, you know, was on... I think it was Major Dad as an actor, as one of the little kids, but as a huge animation writer and showrunner wow. now. And I know she was, I think Kim Possible might've actually been the first show that she ever wrote on. Oh, wow. um, so we had some, I mean, we had some great people and and that was just on the writing side from the voice side. We never knew who was going to be in the room and, and the casting was done so well. And Lisa Schaefer was directing us so well that it was, um, it was pretty incredible. We never knew who was going to be there. So it was, yeah, sure. it was neat. yeah, it was neat. <clears throat> Absolutely. And, and, and your, your cast base regular peers. I mean, I mean, between Nancy and Tabaccio alone, yeah, I mean, two yeah. of my all-time all -time favorite talents, and, yeah. and and yeah, and the guest stars and everything else. So it was just, it was a great gig. It was a great show, and I really thank you guys for your performances in it. And um, and I, I was able to introduce it to my goddaughters a couple of years ago, and they are completely taken by it, and they're watching. Yeah, that. so that's great. We love Look that. At that. <laughs> Absolutely. Let me ask this: How how did this begin for each of you? When did uh, when did this gig uh, blip on your radar? Uh, for uh, Kim Possible. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as, as opposed to what? Oh no! I'm just curious. All right. Even I'm drinking water. I can't. I'll talk to. I'll talk to you about Final Fantasy VII. I. That was no just problem. so great. You're like Kim, Kim Possible, right? Wait, where are we? <laughs> what's, what's happening? What, what's happening? <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I'm drinking water with caffeine. My two-year-old is not sleeping through the night anymore. It's oh, no. progression. Yeah, so my mm. life is a little crazy right now. Regardless, the, the, the terrific twos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So regardless. Okay. So KP happened, I think, namely for me because I was on Even Stevens at the time and we were filming. And they had a short list of actresses that were synergistic uh, within the Disney franchises and whatnot. And they said, oh, let's give her a try. But it was never like something that was promised to me. It was something I think I definitely had to like go in and kind of wrap my head around and really approach it as an organic kind of role and that I was young at the time and she was a high school girl. So I kind of tried to just work with that, right? And I hadn't really done a lot of voice acting. Uh, I had done... I had done voice commercial acting in New York before I went to LA. I had done jingles. I had done, you know, Will probably knows. I don't know if you were, did you do voice work in New York before you came to? No, no. Uh, uh, the, okay. I had just come off of Batman Beyond. That was the first thing I'd ever done. Okay. So yeah. in New York, it's like commercials and jingles and it's like very like, you know, gray um, advertising and like all that stuff is where you're like kind of slotted into, or at the time, um, Books on tape were still big. People were getting them out of CD. So I actually did books on tape. So that's what I had done as a child, weirdly enough, because I did a bunch of different things. Um, but then this was an approach that I felt really just naturally drawn to. So I was very blessed. 
And then I think they had other people in mind as well for the role. And I think Alison Hannigan was in the mix and lots of different people. And um, I think they just liked my approach being young to Kim. And then from what I've talked to with Bob and Mark, they've always said they liked that I had more of a sarcastic tinge in dealing with Ron. But what we always were playing with was kind of having it be like the heart that you were talking about. So we always made sure that she wasn't like judgmental of Ron or making him feel, you know, you know, bad or anything or putting him down. Like we were always a team. And that was something that Lisa Schaefer, our, our director, always made sure we had. I would like to I would like to say that uh, yeah, Christy started books on tape. Her ten year old reading of Crime and Punishment <laughs> is it's phenomenal. It's it's like she takes you on a journey that you never thought you would experience. Um, and until you, until you've read Tolstoy, until you've heard Tolstoy just dripping off the tongue of an adolescent Christy Carlson Romano, I, I, you have no I, idea. I have to concur yeah. when the scene we are reading of when Raskolnikov is uh, confronts him, uh, just I can't, absolutely stellar. Spellbinding, spellbinding. And uh, and to those who don't, aren't aware of uh, books on tape, uh, ask your parents or send a self-addressed stamp envelope to GalaxyCon uh, Live, and I will write you back and explain it to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I was uh, no, I, I. It's funny because we we often hear stories kind of after the fact. You hear about other people that auditioned for the role. Uh, whether it's, you know, for Ron or for Kim. And I know that Allison Hannigan and there were, there were um, rumors that, um, Oh, what's his name? He's uh, the enormous wrestler and movie star, not the rock, but um, uh, John Cena. Who? who Yes. John yeah. Cena. That would have been right. Yeah. John Cena <laughs> uh, apparently auditioned for Ron stoppable and apparently was just not strong enough for the role. Um, <laughs> I physically beat him out for the role. Yeah, um, they arm wrestled. I was in the room and parents were. Uh, but no, but I heard uh, um, uh, also Neil Patrick Harris read for. I mean, they they were really kind of checking out everybody around. But one of the reasons why both Christy and I had a leg up is because we were Disney kids. Yeah, you know that's that's one mm -hmm. thing that Disney really likes is they do like to keep it within their family, and if they yeah. can kind of use their actors doing different things. And I was coming off of Boy Meets World at the time; it had just ended and was moving on to Disney Channel. Christy was doing even Stevens, and so they they definitely like to be able to to keep it kind of in the family. I mean, when you're working for Disney, they really do try to plug you and, in where they can. And and they knew you could do the job. You would have, well, yeah. Hopefully, you had, had a, a a good track record. Which sometimes when you bring in young talent, especially for a first time, uh, you're kind of rolling the dice. Yeah, I sure. think I think they rolled the dice on me for sure. I mean, I think that um, they must have saw something in me uh, that that felt very attuned to where they wanted the character to go. So I didn't ask many questions. I just listened a lot in that first season in particular. I think I grew quite a lot under. Bob, Mark, and then Chris Bailey, who was our first season director, um, and, and he—they really just—they really took the time with me to 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 help me understand how to approach animation professionally. Yeah. So I learned a lot. There was a big learning curve. And we didn't record. I mean, we were talking about this kind of beforehand. We didn't record a whole lot together. It was no, and that's maybe there was a reason why, Will, though, because maybe maybe they wanted me to be one on one because I wonder if maybe because they wanted me to learn a little bit before I was at the mm. level of being able to be in an ensemble room. Yeah. And then at that point I went to New York because yeah, I was yeah. there, right. For like the first season. So maybe they were just trying to keep it kind of in their control. And I think maybe that, that was a good move. I, I think maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I also requested not to be in the same booth with you. Yes. I annoyed him so terribly. Could have been that <laughs> Yeah. Well, cause every time I saw Will, I was venting about one relationship or another poor guy. <laughs> Nobody annoys like me. Christy knows 
time we do uh, live cons together. And if anybody hands me a Nerf gun, she has a bad day. It's a bad day. So, she, by, if you want to get Christy to turn into mom and snap real quick, just <laughs> wait, like shoot her with a dart and then wait like five minutes and shoot her again. And she gets mom like that. It's uh. really funny. <laughs> you, are, you are both always welcome to visit us at our corporate office. But fair warning, yeah. we have lots of Nerf guns there. Yeah, I get that. I get fair that. warning. Great attention. I get it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Let me ask you this. What's... Uh, What's been the best memory to uh, come from being a part of Kim Possible? That's a good huh. one. Yeah. You shoot, Will. Go ahead. That's a tough, you know, it's so cliche, but it's the people. I mean, there, right. there's, there's a lot of memories, but I mean, Christy yeah. and I are still friends. John DiMaggio and I are still friends. Whenever Nicole and I see each other, we're still friends. I mean, it's like, right. yeah. they're, they're, I mean, especially in animation, you, you it's getting bigger now, but especially in the nineties and the two thousands, the early two thousands, it was very insular. It was a very small community. Yeah. So uh, kind of you would walk into a room and the 10 people you're recording with today, chances are, are going to be the 10 people you're recording with on the next project a week later yeah. um, or close to it. Some variation of, of, of those people. Um, so to come to a project like Kim Possible, where we're what, 20, almost 25 years now. Oh, can't even believe I'm saying that out loud. Stop it. <laughs> what? Yeah, almost almost 25 years later, or 20 years later. Is it 20? 20? No, it's like 20. Yeah, it's, it's a long time. Uh, <laughs> it's decades later, and we're still, you yes. know, in touch. And, you know, and, and, and then it moves on to other things where, you know, it's like, Christy knows my wife. I know her husband. You know, it's, you know, yeah. I will, I'll get a text, random text. From her husband. Yeah. So it's, you know, the, it's, it's the relationships. It really is. And then, and Christy and I both said this, and I think she would completely agree. When we go to these conventions, when we talk to people, when we, when we meet fans and some girl who is three or four comes running up and is dressed like Kim Possible. And you realize that it's spanning generations. It's, it's a pretty cool feeling. Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. I completely agree. Uh, it's it, for me right now. It's seeing that the regeneration of of what Kim and Ron and and the legacy of the show and that heart lives on. So I think it's funny you kind of nailed it in the beginning there. It's like the heart <laughs> is really it's really everything. Yeah, really everything. We have the best fans too, don't we? Will I mean just the best. Well, that's I mean that's the other thing is we were so our show was on. The, the internet was around, but it was, you know, if there's such a thing as its infancy. So we were the first show on Disney to get more than three seasons. Disney always did. It was what the, the, the 65 and out rule. So they would do three seasons of a show. And even if the show was popular, that was it. And we got a fourth season of Kim Possible. I think we're the first show to do that. And we did it completely on handwritten fan response. So this yeah. was not, you know, internet. This was not people going to a website and clicking a button. People were sitting down and writing letters and they got so many letters that the fans straight up got us a fourth season. Um, so we did, we had some wonderfully loyal fans that are still loyal to this day and, uh, and are now showing that's, so that's one thing. I think you get this with Boy Meets World. You get this with even Stevens. You get this a lot with Disney, with the, the shows that Disney does. Um, they really do span generations. And when uh, somebody grows up watching a show and then they have children, they want their children to feel the way they did as kids. So they show them what they grew up on. And that's why they'll watch Kim Possible, even Steven's Boy Meets World. These things last. And so to kind of see that um, and see that is it is definitely multi-generational is, is really astounding and um, incredibly flattering. And, 
yeah, Christy and I talk about this all the time where we will, she'll look, she'll be like, look at that little girl. And a three-year-old will run up with a little grappling hook and she's got yeah. the black shirt on. And it's like, look, look at that. It's amazing. And she knows Christy right away. Oh, you can't. I mean, it's, it's pretty great. Where do you yeah. find cargo pants for a three-year-old? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Amazon. <laughs> yeah. well, 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 Banana girl, Junior. Yeah. <laughs> on brand. Um, I am. My little girls are starting to watch it. Um, my four-year-old is like looking at me and she's like, are you Kim Possible, Mommy? And then I'm like, yes, yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this moment now. And it's really cool. It's really cool. And I asked, it's funny, I, recently I had a... Tara Strong on my YouTube channel, Will. Yeah. And I was asking her about um, how it was like to have, because she has sons and how it was interesting for her to have like her kids starting to like be interested in the things that she's in and sure. hear her voice over the years. So it's uh, it's quite a unique experience when you have the kids and you're like, you know, entertaining them now in a different way. My avatar for Disney Plus is Kim Possible. Oh, that's awesome. That's very cool. <laughs> I love it. I still flex where I can, you know? That's all. I made I made the 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 rational decision to not have children. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, and that also, so, dear God, yes, I get that. So that's get that's that. helpful too. Restful night's sleep. Um oh, God. <laughs> you're literally drinking water with caffeine in it. You can't yes. even just have water. You gotta have caffeine in your water. Yes, because I drink too much. Too much coffee and now my teeth are yellow. That's why. Nice, nice. The, the whitest really you got white, the whitest teeth since Margaret Houlihan no. on MASH. I mean, no, look that's at not that. true. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, I'm going old school with my references. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> are they real or they were veneers? No, they were real. They were real, okay. Of course. You're a big MASH fan. I love mash, yeah. mash, 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 and mash family ties and um, and different strokes made me an actor. So that's the only the only thing that's the only reason I was an actor is because of those three shows. Got good taste, and those are those are all those are all really good. Yeah, up? Good dramedies. Oh, amazing, amazing. Yeah. Dana Plato was like my first crush ever, ever. I think Mary Tyler Moore was a big inspiration for me too as an actress. Mm -hmm. Like when I was growing up, my mom would watch those at night. Great um, but yeah. I was I was on the road with a lot of Broadway shows as a kid, and like um, she would watch that, and I think that really inspired me in terms of the Great. way I was acting. She's a genius. She's a literal. Uh, she's a flat out comedic genius. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, yeah. her time her timing is spotless. It's it's yeah. All right, yeah, I can talk about this all day, but uh, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, when we get done this, we'll talk about classic TV. In the meantime, let's go ahead and hit our audience questions. So we got a good with them. And the first one comes from Amelia, and she wants to know what are your favorite qualities about Kim uh -huh. and Ron? You go first. Uh about Kim and Ron as like a couple. I don't know. Um, like uh uh Kim's uh let's see, Kim's loyalty, uh her ambition, uh, and uh let's see. Yeah, no, I think her kindness, her kindness, yeah, for sure. Her kindness, uh, her loyalty, and her ambition. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I think I think it's the 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 one that always pops in my head with Ron is loyalty, because yeah. he was he didn't mind playing second fiddle. He didn't care. He just wanted to be with his friend. He wanted to have her back no matter what. I'm there with you. I'm gonna be bumbling through it. You're gonna have to save me ten times, but I won't leave you alone. 
Um, they just, you again, Christy's right. You hit the word right at the very top wow. of the whole thing. It was it. all about heart. It's yeah, all about it. heart. So, uh, so yeah, that was, uh, I, I love that. And then again, he was just wacky and funny. So that's always, that's always good. Mm, I like Thank the, you, uh, Amelia. Good question. Absolutely. Thank you, Amelia. Good one to start us off with. And from Nona, if you could choose to have one superpower, what would you pick? Hmm. Oh man, that's tough. You go, Bill. So now see, I am an absolute card carrying registered nerd. So I have had this conversation 8 right. billion times in my life already. And I vacillate between a number of them. What I'm on right now would be the power to stop, start and move time. Okay. Thanos, Thanos style. I mean, again, I, I wouldn't snap. Well, not going to get into how Thanos was right part of the time. Um, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> No, it's yeah, but just kind of Thanos style, but the idea to be able to stop time flying would be cool. Everybody picks that invisibility would be cool. Yeah, but, uh, but it seems like most of the time you're invisible, you're, you, you'd be using it to do nefarious things. So that's more like an evil superpower to me. Uh, unless you're Sue Storm again, total nerd. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to stick with with time right now is what I'm going to do. Time manipulation yeah. is a, a lot of possibilities. I pick, I pick, an, I would pick invisibility, but close second would be mind reading, which I know has probably got its ups and downs, but I think mind reading would be good. What am I thinking? What am I thinking? Tacos. Oh my. <laughs> amazing. Keto tacos. Keto tacos. Wow. <laughs> Can tacos be keto? I don't know. I thought Who's you were keto. I'm not keto. Are you kidding? No, I can't. I couldn't do it anymore. Okay. I thought I tried. Okay. I tried and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. You still look amazing. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I ran uh, almost 30 miles this week. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Getting there. So getting there. Pretty in happy. one session or in chunks? In chunks. I do. I do a 10K a morning. Okay. All right. Oh my God. So, you're yeah. that guy. Wow. That's I'm amazing. That I became right. that guy somehow. Can you believe that? Yeah. I, I, I hopefully get my knee fixed this year. I can start jogging again. So I'm looking forward to that. And Nona, great question. And whenever this comes up a lot, I always have my answer, which is I my I, if I could pick a superpower, it would be to sing like Freddie Mercury. Oh wow, that's actually a pretty great one. That's <laughs> actually a pretty great one. He did, yeah, yeah, he could sing a little bit. Yeah, just a bit, just a bit. Ah, what do we have next? And here's one from Amy. Oh, what would Kim and Ron be doing today? Oh man. Like in we've 2021. Yeah, we've talked about this actually. But in 2021, I don't think we've had this conversation since like so, the yeah, pre the pre-pandemic conversation. Let's yeah. look real specific with this one. Let's see. Uh do you think Ron would be uh how how do you think Ron and Kim would have dealt with like 2020, 2021, like the pandemic? I it think that, you know, I think they would have been as safe as they possibly could have been, like everybody like everybody else. And yeah. Just would have would have done their thing. Kim also would have gone out to try to find out who you know. Let's. I think. Let's. I think Kim would have been the first. I think he wasn't Ron. Well, Ron's dad was a germaphobe. But were you? Was Ron a germaphobe? I can't remember. I don't he think was he was too badly. No, he was always a monkeyophobe, as we all know. Well, that, but that's <laughs> yeah. that's that's legitimate. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I can't remember. I remember his dad was an actuary, and I. I I, he might have been a germaphobe too, but I think I think Ron would have followed his dad's footsteps and done something like being an actuary or an accountant, and then fought yeah. crime on the the weekdays. But he would have been more of a stay at home dad because I think Kim would have had the power job, mm -hmm. still and we been saving the world, and we would have had the twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I would have seen. 
I want to see Kim going out. She has a face mask and some gloves. And then Ron would go out in the full CBR, like, yeah, yeah. yeah but I, probably. Do Kim, I do think that Kim would have been one of the first people to get the vaccine. I think she would have been like, I need to fight crime. I got to get this vaccine. Let's go. I can see that. I can see yeah. that. <laughs> yeah no they the, i could tell you i could guarantee they'd still be together and it would be one of those things where they would have at least the twins my guess is maybe the twins and then a third little one either on the way like or maybe that's what like kind of exactly exactly yeah, like that, so cool. that kind of style and it would have been like the 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 twins would have already won like you know by the time they're 11 or 12 they would have won like the um uh, 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 what is the, where they're, they're running and jumping on ABC. What is the, um, uh, American, American Ninja Warrior. They would have won like the American Ninja Warrior Junior kind of competitions everywhere and yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff. They would have been amazing at that stuff. That okay. Be. Now, which of the three kids gets, uh, seduced into uh, a dalliance with being in a, a super villain? Cause there's always one. There's Good always question. one. It wouldn't I don't be one know of the what twins. Bob and Mark would say. Honestly, don't know if Bob and Mark would, would, would take it that way. I don't know if they, they do one episode probably where dragons try to come in. Dalliance. Yeah. 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 Like I say, Ron did the same thing. It was a super villain for yeah. one episode. You know. It would be like, Shake out, I'm Uncle Dracon. Like it would be like that kind of thing. <laughs> and it would have been by the way, that was the worst John DiMaggio dragon impression. <laughs> in the of the world. But like it would it would have been like that. It would have been they would have tried, it would have been, yeah, Aunt Shigo and Uncle Dracon for we one had day. The funnest, we have the funnest one-offs like that. Like I think that's when Anytime you would think like the the show might get stale, like every single episode was very, very different in that way. There was always something different. Yeah, we would do, it would be like, remember the Christmas one where Kit, where, where Draken and Ron sing the Christmas song together. And, oh God, no, I don't remember yeah, that. Was, I have to look at that one. A bunch, a bunch of ones where all of a sudden you, you then came out and did say the word. Say the yeah, word, I have a talent. The naked one. mole rap. Yeah, I mean, it yeah, was. Yeah, naked mole rap, which by the way, I, I texted. <laughs> you, um, you texted me <laughs> I texted Will the other day. I was like, thanks so much. We had to listen to the, the Naked Mole Rap like 30 times in a row the other day. I literally pressed the button and recorded a little bit of it and sent it back to her. Like, yo, yeah. listen up, Papa Halla from Rock. Like, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that'll be stuck in your head. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Amy, thank you. Wonderful question. Ah, what do we have next? And here's one from Andre. Out of all the characters you voiced, who has been your favorite? Hmm. You may pass on this if you <laughs> It's just a really difficult question. Um, you know, it's one of those things when I, I could look at my wife, look her dead in the eye and tell her I'm Batman and not be lying. That's pretty awesome. Um, but again, every character is different. I had as much fun voicing Ron Stoppable as I did voicing Batman, as I did voicing Deadpool, as sure. I did voicing Lion-O. I mean, it's just <clears throat> the, uh, being Star-Lord is a ton of fun because it was there. Star-Lord was Ron Stoppable, essentially. Um, just cooler. Cool. So, yeah. yeah, it's, you know, it, it's it's so ridiculous, but it is, it's like picking your kids. Yeah. You know, it's like I, they're all great. I love them. Such a such a cop out answer, but it's it's true. Yeah, it's it's you're not so many other uh, uh, actors and voice actors when they get this question, it's all the same thing. It's just, yeah, like picking kids. It's hard yeah. to say, you know? I yeah. mean, Who's your favorite kid, Christy? Uh, <laughs> because, um, you know, I when I did Yuffie, I went back and was listening to that the other day, and I was like, wow, I sound a lot like Kim. 
and that character sounds just very similar to Kim. And then I played a villain recently on Big Hero 6. That was kind of fun. Cool. And I was like, guys, I want to be a little different from Kim. And, and we kind of did it in a really unique way with Bob and Mark directing me. Uh, I would like to say that Kim is my favorite. I, I'll just say Kim's my Same. favorite. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'll just say that. No, I mean your actual children. Which one of your actual oh, children God. is your favorite? <laughs> You know you've you got may, one. All you parents may, do. Uh, yeah. You may, you may, you may, you may decline that question you know as well. Invoke my power as moderator and release you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk in private. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Andre, thank you. Fun question. What is next? And here's one from Andrew. Ooh, if you didn't end up in entertainment, what career field might you have pursued? Huh. Okay. Hey, Christy. Oh God, no, you know, you have an answer for this. I know you do. I do. Well, I was studying uh, from the time I was younger, I was studying archeology. span So it's what well, I was, was an absolute love of mine. And I took six years of Latin and uh, yeah. Did you not know this really? Oh yeah. Oh man. I was applying to, it was going to be applying to the university of Chicago, university of Nebraska and was studying as much as I could. Yeah. I was going to wanted to go be Indiana Jones, but that wasn't a thing. Normally you just sit in the library. Was, but, was, uh, was there a specific uh, era of history you wanted to, uh... you know, I was, I, I would vast, uh, you know, kind of vacillate back and forth. I often found myself back at, with Egyptology though. I would, I would, for some reason, I was very attracted to the ancient Egyptian um, culture. And I would always, every time there was a new tomb found in the Valley of the Kings, I would just, kind of absorb everything I could about it. And uh, it was my dream to go there. And uh, someday I still would like to get there. But yeah, that was uh, being an archaeologist, sitting there and, and digging up something and finding something that has been lost to to us for thousands of years is just a, a wonderful way to spend a day, in my opinion. So right. that would be my answer. Yeah. Fair. God, I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I, I feel like I started so young that like I never really gave it much thought. Um, I have interests, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I, I have an education, uh, but I just um, I think that uh, the arts is, is always been sort of my calling. So I just don't know if I could have ever have really excelled at anything else, to be honest, like the arts to me. I mean, you know, I mean, the arts in terms of the performing arts, which now I'm trying to get back into doing more theater if I can. I live here in Austin, Texas now, and there's a, a theater here called Zach Theater. And uh, during uh, quarantine, I was doing some like like theater uh, readings like over Zoom. Yeah. We were raising money for like equity equity fights AIDS and like all that stuff. So cool. I started to do it again, and I was like, oh, you know, like this would be really great. It's a very <clears throat> it's a very different kind of time commitment uh, than you know, but twelve hours on set, even like consistent work on a on an animated show. I mean, it's it's all it's got its own it's it's all kind of tricky so i love the performing arts i wouldn't probably have wound up in anything else and i probably i probably would have done something else related to the performing arts because even now i'm still interested in maybe directing and you know continuing along those lines so sure. i think i would have just wound up some doing something think you'd be able to direct uh film or television or would you want it to be a, a theatrical uh, that's or interesting both. that would be great i mean if i didn't have two kids you know i probably would want to direct theater as well but um so far i've directed one feature which was a Lionsgate christmas movie and uh i'm trying to get my second two if i can soon so we'll oh, see sweet. hallmark christmas yeah i'm trying to in well call, well call me i want you to direct me in something are you kidding me i would love that It'd i'd be, be still awesome i'd totally <gasps> do a hallmark christmas movie with yeah, you. Are you kidding me? Okay. of course it'd be well, great 
Good to know. I don't really do on camera anymore, but for you, I would totally. Do. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I got an equity card too. Just saying. Mercury. And Andrew, thank you. Great question. Let's go ahead and roll another one. And Madeline. Ooh. <laughs> Who? What is your favorite voice actor to work with? Hmm. Will. Oh, that's sweet. It, mine is not Christy. It's okay. Um, it's totally fine because he's worked with I'm a lot kidding. more people than I have. I'm but kidding. Will, Will Again, every, that's very sweet. No, uh, everybody's asking all this stuff. You and I had a great time working together. Like legitimately, you and I had a great time working together. So you would yeah. definitely be on the at or near the top. You're of the very list. sweet. But you've worked with no, it's true. people. You've worked but with no, Adam but, West. Isn't Adam West your favorite? Well, Adam was a great guy. Yeah, Adam was a, was a very cool guy. Um but the, no, I mean, there's there's so many that are, I mean, plus people from my past. Like I got to work with Larry Kenny from who was who was the original Lion O. And yeah. um, you know, when you get to work with John DiMaggio and and all this stuff. But uh, just because he holds an incredibly special place in my heart, because he took me under his wing and taught me the biz this side of the industry and taught me how to be a voiceover actor. I'm hard pressed to say anybody but Kevin Conroy. Um, Kevin Conroy. You know, the relationship between Terry McGinnis and Bruce Wayne on Batman Beyond, it was was very similar to the re relationship between myself and Kevin Conroy in real life. Um, I had never done animation before. I'd never done voiceover before. He was the voice of Batman for years coming off of Batman, the animated series, which is, in my opinion, arguably the greatest animated series of all time. Um, and he literally and figuratively put his arm around me and was like, all right, kid, here's how we're going to do this. So, I mean, without him, uh, I don't know what my career would have been on the voiceover side. So that was, uh, you know, he, he was a very special guy in, in that sense. But again, Christy and I had a blast. Johnny DiMaggio and I had a blast. Nicole Sullivan and I had a blast. I mean, there are so many, you were talking about Tara Strong, Tara, there are so many talented uh, men and women in this industry, especially in this side of the industry that you never knew that's why people like we, we talk about the directors, people like Lisa Schaefer, people like Andrea Romano. Uh, uh, most of these um, men and women are also casting the show. So you never knew who they were going to bring in. And they were bringing yeah. in top talent every week. And you'd walk in and go, I don't know who's going to be here. And you'd open the door and go, I'm more. Uh, you've got to be kidding me. I, are you what? And you and you end up working with the best in the business. So, um, again, there's a lot of questions here that are kind of like pick your favorite kid. Uh, they're just, it's very, very difficult to answer those questions because there's so many people that are so good and you, it's always the last show you're on. What's the best show you're on? Well, it was whatever the last one I was on because I had so much fun and it was so great and it went for, so, uh, yeah, that's tough, but they're great. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. There's, there's the good thing about voice actors too, is there's the, even Tara said, it's like the competition isn't the same. Yeah. Everybody's got their own unique talent and, and gets a shot. So it's like pretty great. It's pretty great the way that everyone gets along. It's 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 a really great. I think that's one of the best things about being and what keeps me going back to wanting to be a voice actor is that it's just such a welcoming community of people. You may not always get the part, but the other thing is you don't really take it personally because you no. know there's just so many different unique voices out there that you just can't take it personally. So you don't get <laughs> about it and you don't have as much anxiety, you know, about. And your voice is going to work or it's not going to work. And if it doesn't, they'll think about you for something in the future. And yep. that's always kind of the way it is. And there, you know, I've, I've was on camera for 
20 years of my life, 25 years of my life before I completely retired and just did the voiceover. I've worked with some incredible on-camera actors. I mean, people that are unbelievably talented. There are no more talented actors, in my opinion, working in all of Hollywood than voiceover actors. So top, top tier voiceover actors are the <clears throat> most ta naturally talented people I have ever seen uh, uh, entertain ever. So uh, yeah, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And you both made a good point too about how, yeah, uh, you make a choice and it doesn't get you the part, but six weeks, six months, a year, I, I I got a gig because I did something audition a year later. It's like, D you did that voice. With yeah, we want you to come in and do that. Yeah. So yep. It's yep. just, so I always tell everybody, whether it's on camera or in person, just make a bold choice and, and yeah. stick with it. Yeah, yeah that's great. Absolutely. That's great advice. You know? yeah. yeah. And you're, you're not auditioning for the part. You're auditioning to be invited to come back and audition again. That's absolutely true. You're, and it's, I, my, my parents always told me, everybody's going to hit the wall. Better to run into it head first, full steam. <laughs> yeah. Do you're gonna just run into it if you're gonna make a dent, make a dent. That's, that's the real re that, that's the real raising those padding and and and, and voice actors. Yeah, it's yeah, it's all those bold choices. Let's yeah. say, let's be honest with our audience, it's it's voice actors knocking our heads against the walls, yeah, and no one can hear us scream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Melody, thank you. Great question. Thank uh, you. What do we have next from Thomas? Oh. If Kim and Rod had uh. their own Hallmark movie, what would it be called? Oh. That's hard, but that's great. Good question. great question. I wouldn't. Yeah, that's a weird. That's a weird title. That's a weird title. That's that's hard, but that's great. Is a weird title for a Hallmark. <laughs> um, you watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. You know where I'm going with that. <laughs> I would. Say, you know. I don't. Oh, you gotta I watch don't. that show. It's so funny. It's okay. it's, it's it's good. <clears throat> Huh. What would all what would all Hallmark movie be? What would, it would our, be a Christmas? Would, oh, wait, let's start with it. It's a Christmas movie. Kim and Rod are in it. Uh, it's a holiday movie. Okay, Ron's Jewish. Ron oh, is Jewish. Right. That's okay. right. So it's so going it to be, be families together. Kim's family and Ron's family. Okay, here's the pitch. Our families are under one roof. We're going to tell them we're pregnant. Or is it? Or is it that we're getting married on Christmas? It's either one of those. What it's you know called? what it could be. You know, it could, be, it could be the flashback movie. So it's the family together, but they're okay. talking about how Ron actually proposed to Kim. Got and it. And what it is, is, they have to go on this mission to save this diamond and a piece of okay. it flakes off. So that's oh. the ring. He's like, he's going to give her the ring. This is happening, and, yeah. And then they have to go and find the diamond. They find it together. She doesn't know he's going to use it to propose, but he ends up using it. And then a very good looking villain comes in and we think that she's going to like, maybe like be lured into being with him, but she's not. Of course not. Of course. Yes. Oh, yes. It's called the Kim Possible Holiday Movie and Monkey Fist is going to kill them too. That's oh. what's, what's, yeah. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. I, 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 all right. Start that, start that hashtag right away, kids. Let's make this up. <laughs> it's a long hashtag. <laughs> uh, Thomas, thank you. I think we have time for one more. Let's see if we can roll out a really fun one. From Nikita. Ooh. Who is your favorite Disney villain? Um, you may draw from within Disney and you may draw from Star Wars, Marvel as well. That's Go ahead. a very large, <laughs> the large pool. I, I yeah. Really, I really like Angelina Jolie's Maleficent. Good big call. Fan. I, I'm a big fan of the way she approached it and I like it. I like that a lot. 
I, I think if you're adding Star Wars and and Marvel and everything else, um, you're hard pressed to say there's a better villain than Darth Vader. I mean, it's, right. it's That's kind true. of he's kind of the quintessential villain. That being said, when you think about a kids movie where the villain literally wants to kill puppies. To oh, yeah. Cruella. <laughs> you cannot really kind of beat Cruella de Vil. Yeah. I mean, it's just when you think about it, it's horrifyingly disturbing. Yeah. Um, so I, that, you know, that's, that would, Cruella would be up there for me, that original. And, and I haven't seen the, the new one. I'm sure she's, I'm sure Emma Stone is wonderful, but I'm talking about the original animated. Yeah. Uh, creepy kind of, wow. She wants to kill puppies to make a jacket. Yeah. Um, that's really, really disturbing to me. Things Still don't is. Well, sometimes yeah. things don't, or if they do age well, they age in a way that's, that's even deeper. So <clears throat> yeah, well, it's, it's, it's creepy. It's the, yeah. it's 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 the pettiness of it. That's a, that's what I always try to get out. It's it's the sheer pettiness of it. It's not after a kingdom. It's not after the magical MacGuffin. She just wants a coat. A coat. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. coat that that nobody else would have, or no one else would think yeah. would have, or whatever. Yeah, you know? very that very she creepy. would get that. You know, she would get bored of for the third time she wore. It. Of course, of course, and then it's on to kittens. Yeah. So yeah, I want to see the sequel to that movie. So yeah, no, it's very, very creepy. That I always found that really kind of disturbingly creepy. It is. She's pretty yeah. crazy when you up think about there, it. Up there with the the coachman from Pinocchio is one of my favorites because oh, that's a good one. Too. Because he got away. Yeah. He's still out there. Yeah. Yeah. No, there. Disney found Disney always, especially old school Disney, had a way of scaring the hell out of you but also getting the morals in, in the right way. So yeah. it was, but it was, but it was not, I mean, disturbing times where you're just looking at some of the Disney stuff. Like this is, you look at it as an adult. I mean, it's nuts. Yeah. So. Even the rides, like when you try to go on the old school Disney rides, they, 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 it's hard to take your kid and, and the blue light, the black light colors that they have and stuff. It's a little scary for the kids. It, yeah, no, it's, it, they can, they really did some scary stuff back in the day. And um, I mean, a lot of that was based on kind of the, the German, the old German kind of way darker. Yeah, Gunter loses a thumb kind of stories. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was it was nuts. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Uh, Nikita, thank you. Great question. And GalaxyCon viewers, this has been my time with the cast of Kim Possible. Well, Christy, this has been absolutely wonderful. Any final words for our audience before we go? Anything is possible, guys. Never be normal. <laughs> Christy, real quick, tell us about your YouTube channel. Oh gosh, thanks. Okay, well, um, I don't know uh, what Will's got going on. I'm sure he's got a million things, um, but I've got my YouTube channel. Will was my first guest and I thank him to this day. Thank you so much for that. Oh, uh, I owe you a child if you want one. But I'm good. But I will say the YouTube has been on for like almost two years now and I've had a bunch of really amazing guests on, celeb guests. I will be doing something different now. Um, that's going to be way more, uh, I don't want to like blow it, but it's going to be giving back a lot more. Let's just put it that way. And, um, I'm going to be starting to film something new, uh, here in Austin area, uh, locally here and, uh, just stay tuned. So if you want to go check out my, my YouTube, it's just my name, Christy Carlson. Nice. 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 Will, you got anything in the pipeline? I got some stuff, but I, you know, it's one of those things where I, I've gone the opposite route in the last couple of years. I deleted all my social media. Literally, it's all gone. I just kind of like the quiet now. And I'm yeah. enjoying doing my voiceover when I can. I write when I can. And I I do have a couple things in the works. But uh, yeah, it's 
nothing I like to tout. It's just more or less kind of hanging out and enjoying myself. And my wife and I like to travel and just spend our time together. And one of the things we really realized from the last year, year and a half is we want to spend as much time with the people as we love as we possibly can. And everything else is kind of secondary. So, yeah. But I had a ton of fun on Christie's show. That was that's true. I had a ton that was of fun. fun. It was a good time. And, and I will be starring in Christie's new uh, Hallmark uh, Channel movie that she's going to yeah, be shooting. Like Impossible and Monkey Fist and, and Monkey, that, all that. Yes, and all that uh, movie coming in a month. We it'll be out in a month. So Done. we, we already filmed it. It's in the can. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to playing an Uber driver. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed your ride. <laughs> Christy Will, it is my absolute pleasure to host you today on the GalaxyCon virtual stage. Thank you again for joining us. This has been an absolute treat. Thank you, our audience, for joining us. And thank you for some really great questions. Hope to see you all again soon. Until then, bye-bye, everyone. Take care. And remember, smiles are free, so spend them often.